Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Hayden Remillard Sports Podcast. I am your host, Hayden Remillard. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about National Championship for March Madness, the Masters, the NHL trade deadline is going down as I'm recording this. We'll talk about the NBA, MLB, and a little bit about the NFL. Let's start with the March Madness National Championship game. I was completely wrong with my prediction that Gonzaga was going to defeat Baylor to win the National Championship. The final score was 86-70 to for Baylor. I was surprised. They ended Gonzaga's undefeated season. I don't know. You look at the stats and it looks like Gonzaga really didn't have a, a bad game. Although a few key, key stats are what contributed to that bad game, right? So Gonzaga was shooting 51% from the field, but they had 14 turnovers, and that's really what killed them. And also hitting only 5 of 17 threes didn't help that whole situation. Uh, we've talked about March Madness a lot on here, so it also was a week ago, so I don't want to spend too much time on this. Baylor uh, never never let Gonzaga have the lead, and Baylor's largest league lead excuse me, was 20. They just played an excellent game. I think that they were the better team. I don't know. It was a disappointing game for me. I I wanted a closer game. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because the team I predicted to win uh, didn't end up winning. But you know what? It, it was it's fine. A, a fun college basketball season, ending with Baylor as national champions. It, it's a good way to end. Let's transition into the Masters, which went down this past weekend. I watched some of Saturday and then pretty much all of Sunday's action. Hideki Matsuyama, he won after shooting a 1 over 73 on Sunday. This was his sixth victory on the PGA Tour. And he's also the first man from an Asian country to win the Masters. So you like to see that kind of stuff. I kept wanting either Will Sartorius or whatever uh, whatever his name is there. Or uh, some of the other guys that were close, you know, like four shots behind to make a push just to make things interesting. You know what? Matsuyama, he played some great, uh, great golf down the stretch on, on Saturday after that rain delay on Sunday as well. Some great golf from him. It was also great to see fans back at Augusta. I believe there were around 8,000 or so in attendance. I- I'm telling you, like Canada's got to get their, their butt in gear here to get some more vaccines rolled out because... What was it, last week, the Blue Jays had 40,000 fans in attendance for their game in Texas? I would love to go to a sporting event again. It's probably the thing I'm missing most. Other than like just being able to see people without having to worry, right? But seeing a packed uh, baseball stadium in Texas and then watching fans at the Masters. I was even watching a Dodgers game this past week. And it was when they were doing their ring ceremony. Just hearing the fans' reaction to a baseball being hit and dropping for for a base run or whatever. There's nothing better than than that sound, than the fans going nuts. I'm looking forward to having full arenas for NBA basketball, college basketball even. Imagine how much fun this year's March Madness would have been if there were fans with Loyola upsetting Illinois. Even Oral Roberts. Imagine the reaction out of the fans from that game with Oral Roberts. The games with Oral Roberts, really. As I'm recording this, the NHL trade deadline is going down. And this is about the only free time I have today. So I'm recording this at around 10. There's about, what, four hours until the NBA trade deadline. 
uh, is officially over. So there could be moves that still go down, although I think it's going to be a slow year, probably one of the slowest in history. Let's just take a look at some of the moves. Uh, I woke up, well, last night before I went to sleep, I saw the news of Taylor Hall possibly going to the Boston Bruins, and I'm not going to lie, I hated it. I hated the thought of it. The Bruins have been sliding down the the standings as of late. I don't know. I, I, I was worried about what they were going to give up. And then when I woke up in the morning, the first thing I checked was to see what they did give up for Taylor Hall. And I, I started to like the deal a lot more. So I was obviously judging the deal before I got the facts. So the Boston Bruins acquired Curtis Lazar and Taylor Hall in exchange for Andrews Bjork and a second round pick. As I said, at first I hated this deal, but, but I'm starting to come around to it. First off, for the reason why I like it for the Bruins, is that the Sabres kept 50% of Hall's salary, which is great for the for Boston, right? They also, they also get Lazar, who he's had nine points, five goals, four assists, in 33 games so far this season. He, he could be a sneaky good player that he's not going to be like, oh, they got Curtis Lazar in the deal, right? It's, it's all going to be about Taylor Hall. But Lazar could be a nice piece, and if the Bruins do make the playoffs, I could see him having a good a good playoff moment for the Bruins, maybe potting like an overtime goal out of nowhere. That That's Curtis Lazar. And I mean, listen, Hall, he's a former Hart Trophy winner. Uh, he has the ability to be great. He's been moved around, I think this is what, third or fourth time he's been traded now. But he he's, he's a former Hart Trophy winner. He He can be good. I think giving up what they did for these two players isn't bad at all for the Bruins. I think I think Hall's contract's up at the end of the season, which is another reason why I really didn't like it when I first heard it, because what are you going to be paying for not even half a year of of Taylor Hall? But maybe maybe they'll work something out with him. Who knows? Maybe he'll uh maybe he'll really fit nice in Boston. And uh it'll work out for both sides. The Bruins weren't done there. They also traded a third-round pick to the Ottawa Senators for defenseman Mike Riley. Uh, this is a good move for the Bruins. They need defensive help. Sunday night, they lost to the Capitals 8-1. So it's clear that they need help on the blue line. You know, losing Chara, I don't think that they were really expecting to lose him. But I think that took a bigger hit on the defense than maybe people realize. It's the same thing with Winnipeg when they lost uh, Bufflin, right? Their defense, I would say, still hasn't even recovered from that because they were expecting to have Dustin Bufflin around in the defense group. The Pittsburgh Penguins acquired Jeff Carter from the Los Angeles Kings for conditional draft picks in 2022 and 2023. I didn't dig too deep on what the conditions were of those draft picks, but they really don't see... It doesn't seem like a lot to give up for a player like Jeff Carter. Sure, he's aging, he's a veteran, uh, but the, the Penguins are currently third in the East Division, and it makes sense for them to bring in a, a veteran like Carter. He has over 750 points in his career. It'll just be another veteran to add to the Penguins group, and as I'm sure hockey fans know, when you have veterans, that's going to pay off in the playoffs. So I, I like this move by the Penguins. Really, I don't, I don't understand, or I don't know, rather, where the... Uh, where the draft picks are, but they're conditional, so not not giving up a, a terrible amount uh, to get to get Jeff Carter. This one kind of surprised me. The Toronto Maple Leafs—they're making a push to be serious cup contenders this year 
The team acquired Nick Foligno and Stefan Newsom in a three-team trade with Columbus and San Jose. The Blue Jackets received the Leafs' 2021 first-round draft pick and a fourth-round pick next year, while San Jose also receives a fourth-round pick. I like this move for the Leafs. Uh, Foligno, he, he's no, he knows leadership, right? He's been the captains for the Blue Jackets for six years, since 2015. And he's got 16 points this season. That's the thing that the Leafs are lacking most, is leadership. I like bringing in a guy like Felino to uh, to fill that leadership role. And he's, he's a good player, you know? He's got, he's got experience. He's a veteran on a, on a Leafs team that, I don't know, they have good mix, I think, of veterans and young players, where this year could really be the year for the Leafs. I don't know. They they got to do something this year. I think this year's going to be the best opportunity for them, possibly for a while. One thing I want to mention though is, if you're the Leafs and if you're a Leafs fan, would you rather have the team give up a first round pick for Nick Foligno, or are you going to roll the dice on taking a, a first round pick out of your organization for Taylor Hall? I know there's financial financial things that go on behind the scenes. If I'm a Leafs fan, and I like Felino, I like him as a player. I, I just laid out the case for why I think this is a good move for the Leafs. But if I'm the Leafs, I'm like, okay, Boston got Taylor Hall for what, a second round pick and a player? I'm sure the Leafs would have been willing, unless maybe they're not willing to, to, to part with players. I don't know. I'm sure the Leafs could have made a deal for Taylor Hall if that's the asking price for them. And the Sabres likely would have taken a, a first-round pick over a second, right? I mean, the Leafs' first-round pick isn't going to be great, but it's going to be something. It's going to be a first-round pick, and first-round picks are always good. I don't know. That's just kind of what I was thinking. There were other notable moves, but I want to save some time, so I'll just go through some quick that I haven't discussed here on the podcast yet. Uh, the Islanders got Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. Great move for the Islanders. They're they're in a tie for first right now in the East with Washington. Also, Devin Dubnik, he's going to Colorado. Another great move. Colorado is near the top of the league, so you know, getting as much help as possible to make a cup push, that's always good. So as I said, I'm recording this in the middle of trade deadline, which isn't ideal because I know the second I'm done recording here, I'm going to look at my phone and there's going to be more deals, but I'm okay with that. I'll, uh, I'll discuss next week if there's any notable, notable deals. I'm not expecting them to be. Let's talk about some NBA, shall we? Uh, the Toronto Raptors. It's a weird season for the Raptors. They scored 87 points in the first half on Sunday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that's the record for most in a first half in franchise history. They did end up winning the game 135-115. to I'm starting to like Gary Trent Jr. He had a terrific game here. Listen to this stat line. 44 points. 17 of 19 from field goal range. And 7 of 9 from 3 point range. That's just crazy. I believe the 44 points was his career high. Crazy efficient. I don't know. If, if the Raptors can keep Gary Trent Jr. around, this Norman Powell deal has made complete sense. I haven't really checked up on Norman Powell since that first game that he played against the Raptors. 
But if Gary Trent keeps playing this way, I love that deal. I love it. I, I hope Gary Trent can be a Raptor for a while. If he plays how he's been playing the last couple of games, <laughs> wow. One more note on the NBA. The Denver Nuggets have been on a roll lately, winning the last 8 of 10 games, including wins over the Lakers and the 76ers. They sit 4th in the West right now, one game ahead of the injury-plagued Lakers. I saw some today when I woke up that the Lakers are expected to have Anthony Davis back in around, what, 10, 10 days, maybe around 2 weeks. But LeBron could still be out about three weeks. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this. I'll give my one scenario first. Are the Lakers going to come back with a somewhat healthy Anthony Davis and a somewhat healthy LeBron James? And are they really going to be expected to make a serious playoff push if both of those players aren't healthy? I don't think so. But then there's another scenario where the Lakers keep dropping in the standings in the West. And suddenly... They're not a home team in the playoffs, but they're one of the best teams in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't know. But then if if that's the scenario, then they're going to be playing better teams earlier on, and they're going to have to play better teams throughout. So we're all going to have to wait and see on this. That's just my thought on the, the Lakers situation right now. Other than that, there's been a lot of great action in the NBA lately. And a little bit later, I'll give you some games to watch for this week. Let's talk about the NFL. Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers shortly after I recorded last week's episode. This is how it went down. I recorded the episode quick because I needed to head uh, home. As my girlfriend and I were sitting in the Tim Hortons drive-thru, I get a message on my phone saying Sam Darnold has been traded to the Carolina Panthers. I get my girlfriend to check my Twitter to make sure this is true, to make sure the guy wasn't bullshitting me. And sure enough... The Carolina Panthers send a 2021 sixth round pick and a second and fourth round pick in 2022 for Sam Darnold. As we know, the Jets selected Darnold third overall in 2018, and he's played 38 games in his first three seasons. One thing that I want everyone to keep in mind about this Sam Darnold situation is that he has had very little help while he was in New York. I love this move by the Carolina Panthers. It's clear that Teddy Bridgewater, as much as I love him as a Vikings fan, Teddy Bridgewater is not a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. He is a very solid backup, and we saw that in New Orleans. And his terrific play in New Orleans is what got him that starting job in Carolina, right? That backup role is perfect for Teddy Bridgewater because let's go back to the same situation as I just said. Drew Brees goes down. Uh Uh-oh. Saints are in trouble, right? No, because they have Teddy Bridgewater who comes in, and I don't think they lost a game while Bridgewater was in. Or if they did, I don't know, this is two seasons ago now. If they did, it was one loss, right? I love this. I love this move by the the Panthers, though. Uh, They know Bridgewater isn't isn't a starter, and Sam Darnold has a lot of upside. His college stats aren't the best, as I'm sure a lot of you know. And neither are his NFL stats. But he has a lot of upside still. As for the Jets, I guess this is a good... I don't know. You're in a a good position to get a quarterback that 
the, the coach wants, Robert Sala wants, Sala. If that's Zach Wilson, then it's Zach Wilson. We're going to have to wait till I believe it's on the 29th. So, three weeks away yet. They're going to go quarterback with that number two, two pick. Everything that I've seen so far seems that it's Zach Wilson. But I don't, I don't know. I'm conflicted on, on the Jets side of things. For Carolina, I like the deal. They didn't give up much for a young quarterback that could turn out to be an okay player at the position. But for the Jets, I don't know. Why not just keep Sam Darnold around? Why not just keep him around? Have if, if you pick Zach Wilson, have Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold go at it in camp. But maybe they wanted to get something out of Sam Darnold as well, which they ultimately did in this. But it wasn't much for the Panthers to give up for a quarterback that could possibly have a lot of upside. That's all I have for NFL. Let's transition into the MLB. I was worried about the Jays' offense the, the last couple of games. I even texted my buddy Nolan about it. Uh, but on Saturday night, they really went off. Controversy and all, they beat the Angels 15-1, to and they currently sit with a 4-5 and record. Obviously, it's really early on for baseball, but the AL East is really crowded. So if they can stick around, they need to win series, though. Clearly, I mean that's how you, that's how you uh, are good at baseball is win series, but they can't be giving up all these games. They can't go on losing streaks the way that they did. They need to go on winning streaks, or they need to steal series to stay in this. Looking at the Padres, Joe Musgrove threw the first no hitter in San Diego Padres history on Friday, and I saw somebody on Twitter actually predicted this, which is just insane. Because if if you were predicting that this was going to happen, I, I don't know. That, that's crazy lucky. No hitters have to be one of the most difficult things to do in sports. And they're incredibly awesome to watch. I don't know. I have so much appreciation for, uh, for pitchers that get no hitters. I think it is one of the most difficult things to do in the world of sports. One last note on the MLB. I said it last week and I'm sticking to it. The NL West is going to be a lot of fun to watch this season. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball at 8-2. and two, And the Padres and the Giants are right behind them with three losses each. Keep an eye on that division because it's going to be back and forth. At least between uh, the Padres and the Giants. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of baseball so far this year. I love it. I want to keep it up. Last thing I want to say this week is... A new part of the show that I want to introduce is what to look forward to this week. I'm going to take three things and present them to you as what I'm keeping my eye on this week. When you guys are hearing this on Tuesday, the Bruins and the Sabres will play tonight after a big trade. I think I've said it before on the podcast, I always like watching players play against their former teams. So this is going to be something fun for at least me to watch. And I like the Bruins. So, there's that. Number two is the Toronto Raptors. Kind of similar, actually. The Toronto Raptors play DeMar DeRozan in the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday evening. Again, DeRozan, former Raptor. One of the greatest Raptors of all time. And he's been really good for San Antonio lately. So, keep your eye on that. And lastly, another NBA thing. The Clippers and the Sixers will face off on Friday in a clash of titans. 
So, there you have it. Thank you for listening this week. If you guys enjoy my content, make sure you head to FranchiseTagged.com where you can find all of my NFL writing. Also follow me on Twitter at Hayden Talks or follow the podcast at Hayden Sports Podcast. Again, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another new episode. See you then.